everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. good give me one second i'm just reading something in regards to the first question so Mm -hmm. just say hello to everybody and if you have any admin just you know do that hi um we don't have much admin but just a reminder that accountability christmas will be happening it will be the 13th of november and you'll be able to sign up if you're a grad from i was gonna say late this week but it is late this week so early next week and then we'll open that up. So if you're interested and you're listening on the podcast, then head over to the ecmethod.co.uk. Make sure your name is on the waiting list and you will be emailed as soon as we open. And I think that's it on the admin side. I would just say as well, like a lot of people come in to the EC Method on Accountability Christmas. We hear that a lot mm-hmm. because it's the cheapest round, you know, it's the least risky because like we totally get that like you're kind of paying for something online you're not really sure 100 what it is like do you really trust us are you going to get value from it all this stuff so if you're thinking about it and you've been on the edge for ages this is the cheapest you will ever get into the ec method so that might be something to think about um i agree good points um anything else any other th- any other Andy poodles it's so it's still it's, I think this is the quietest round we've ever had ever I don't and like I said I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing like is it because so many people now like get picking up what we're putting down I don't know but it's very quiet well let's get to the quizzes okay then <laughs> right Karen Ryan this is what I was just reading quickly Ladies, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on a recent Instagram post from Dr. Bill Campbell on the protein leverage hypothesis that reduced consumption of protein causes an overconsumption of fats and carbohydrates and leads to an increased total food and caloric consumption. So, yes, this is a real thing and it's very easily explained. Um, Protein is the only macronutrient that does not store in the body. Number one, Uh, it has a very high thermic effect of food and it's very satiating. Um, because of this, if you have higher amounts of protein as a macronutrient in your diet, you are less likely to overeat fats and carbohydrates, which especially when you're talking about processed foods and, and or combined, and typically the two are the same thing, um, are going to see your calories uh, spike very high. Whereas with protein, again, especially if it's leaner sources of protein, again, you're talking uh, four four calories per one gram um and you're also talking a high thermic effect of food which means it 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 um you you spend more calories breaking it down in the digestion process um and also more satiety so that's basically it in in a nutshell emma did i leave anything out that you can think of no but i wasn't sure i haven't seen the post either and i wasn't sure if he was talking about this protein hypothesis that's been like I guess 
I don't, yeah, there's a, there's another theory around protein that is essentially that it's an evolutionary response to have you driven to eat enough protein essentially. So your body will drive you or your hunger levels, I guess, will drive you to eat so much food until you reach a certain protein amount. And that's partly what Chloe's saying about like, protein is very important and it's not something that's stored in the body in the same way as other macronutrients. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's not stored in the same way as other macronutrients and it's very important for survival. So it makes sense that there would be an evolutionary mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having, you never know when you pull the tissue away, what's going to happen. Anyway. Um, yeah, it would make sense if there was a mechanism to make sure that you were getting in enough protein. So there is this theory that you're driven to eat until you hit this protein target. Now, given that most of our food generally is like lower in protein now and people aren't eating as much protein, that's why we've started eating more calories or this is the theory behind it. Mm. It does technically make sense. I don't know if that's what he was talking about with the protein leverage hypothesis, but the, no, the premise of that is that... But oh, that, right. it, they're totally connected and I love all this so carry on yeah yeah is that like essentially you will end up now with our current food environment and food choices eating more calories to hit the same protein target and that's why people are driven to eat more or that's a large part of why people are driven to eat more and then on top of that you know you've got things like highly processed foods not really being very satiating and if anything sometimes leaving you wanting more than previously when you'd started eating then like curbing hunger curbing curbing um okay anything on the live yes we've got janet not Jeanette. janet yeah morning <laughs> we've been more low-key for sure we're missing some big personalities that promote background banter yeah well we have um some news that one of them might be coming back uh chloe i've not told you this yet but i'll yeah. tell you after I can't, it's top secret. Um, I'll voice note you after. Okay. Okay, Susie. Hi ladies, just thought I'd share this little win. I'm off for a long weekend away in Devon with friends. And usually when I'm on plan, I'd be dreading something like this and it's potential to throw me off track. However, I'm feeling prepared and I've planned how I'm going to nail it and have a fabulous weekend. Walking boots, gym clothes, dumbbell, protein bits and creatine all packed. Let's do this. Thank you, ECM, for empowering me to keep my goals and live my life at the same time. Have a fabulous weekend. Onwards I go. Onwards I go. And that really is all you have to keep saying to yourself with regard to your health and fitness goals, your maintenance of your health and fitness goals, your physique goals. It's like, just keep going. Just keep going. Don't give up on yourself. Live your life while you're doing it. Like exactly what she said. You know, like there's no... You don't need to choose between the two things. And I think when people say that, they get it, but it's like, you still you still fall for it a lot of the time. And then you just call yourself out on the fact like, hey, you can go out or go on holiday or do all these things and reach your goals. You don't need to choose one. And that's what we're all about. 100p. Oh, right, Claire. Happy Friday, lovely ladies. Wanted to thank the EC method for all the positive reframes after a difficult week. Um, and then Sue Cox is just saying, um, hi, we're all scared of Chloe shouting at us. That's why, that's why they're not saying anything. Um, what was I going to say? 
can't remember now. Sue, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Sue. I promised her on a post that we'd stop telling her. I saw up. that. She wrote the most amazing post. I think I screen grabbed it. Let me see if I've got it. Yeah, oh. out if you do. It was so. Was your response was like, okay, fine, we'll stop telling you to shut up. <laughs> okay, fine, you're forgiven. Not Sue. anymore. Not after comments like that, Sue. Oh. Sue. <laughs> Uh, I can't find it. I'll find it on the page. Right, carry on. Okay, Claire. Wanted to ask, I've been medically advised to take prophylactic vitamin D supplements, but there are different types of vitamin D supplements. I've tried to Google, but it's not that clear. Any advice? Welcome. I would ask who's medically advised you, which vitamin D they wanted you to take. Mm. And why? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, Karen. Hey, just wanted to say thanks for many things, but mainly this week. One, I went to the gym for the first time in about 20 years and I didn't die of lack of confidence. That is fucking huge. Well done. 20 years. Love it. That's amazing. Um, two, enabling me to trust the process. I've been in accidental maintenance for a few weeks, but this week the scales have started to move downwards again. Super exciting week for me. Oh, well done. What a great week. Yeah, brilliant. And it's, it's really nice as well. You finally like, what's the word I'm looking for? Break down that wall, cross that barrier. And then you're like, oh, actually, it's fine over here. <laughs> what was I scared of? And it's um, it's just, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And I, I think it's true for everything. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Or I have to say, the worst part of every situation is the anticipation of it. Mm-hmm. When you're actually in it, like it's actually quite scary how capable you are of handling it. <laughs> Obviously, that's not a metaphor for anything else that's going on right now, just the gym. But it is so true about most things of like, you're right, the anticipation of stuff is so much worse. Mm-hmm. And what's that whole saying of like, worrying is like suffering twice? Yeah. Like, it's not going to change the outcome. It just makes it so much more horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, Tamsin. Hey, ladies, if I've learned nothing else from the EC method and I've learned lots, it's to be patient. I put on quote unquote weight after a week in Italy in September. Then I lost it again. Then I had a lovely, crazy birthday weekend beginning of October and another lovely, busy food and drink weekend last weekend and was getting bothered that I wasn't dropping some of this. So, uh, that, uh, 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 was getting bothered that I wasn't dropping some of this this week having been refocused in the past I would have been impatient and hit the bucket but I stayed patient this week and I'm one kilogram down already yay thanks for the lesson in patience thank you for sharing that because everybody always needs a lesson in patience yeah okay okay Jenna Christie Hmm. last name last name last name first name (laughs) I hope you're well. I'm new and I'm enjoying the method. I have, We should just change it to the method. That's so Ooh. much ballsy. Do you remember when we called it the EC Blueprint? When you called it the EC Blueprint. I liked it because it reminded me of Jay-Z. <gasps> yeah. And it's, anyway, we quickly changed that. It's still the blueprint on um, Company's House, though. Yeah. Yeah, and so whenever I get letters, it's like the EC Blueprint letters long <laughs> um sorry continue okay 
I've lost four kgs so far, which is great. That's great. Thank you. My question is, I'm nine months postpartum and having an iron infusion next week as my iron stores are still very low and my platelets are very high since having a baby, despite taking oral iron tablets, yeah, since having anemia and pregnancy. Isn't it fun? And <laughs> you think you're going to die. <laughs> um, I feel fine, but I'm slightly tired. That's good but thought that this was due to the baby not sleeping well. Do you have any advice or thoughts regarding diet and iron? As I don't eat meat, I've always been a pescatarian. And do you think that not eating meat is bad for your health in relation to iron deficiency? And would you eat it during pregnancy? As I don't want the same to happen again in future. I love that you're nine months postpartum and you're already thinking about your next pregnancy. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate the advice. Sorry for a long question. Right. So, right. So. First of all, no, you know what? You're going to have the infusion. So just let's leave supplements. Actually, no, let's let's touch on all of it. You're going to have the infusion. So that, as you know, is probably the most effective thing you can do at this stage, although there might be more down the line, but that's definitely the best thing to do right now if the supplementation isn't working. You probably already know, and I'm probably already telling you something that you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but when you have your iron um, supplementation, if you could have it with vitamin C as well, it makes it more bioavailable in the body. Um when it comes to not having red meat in terms of iron specifically, no, you don't need red meat in your diet to get a good amount of dietary iron in your diet. Things like uh, iron fortified cereals, dried apricots, nuts, beans and pulses. There's a lot of stuff that you can get a high amount of iron from. So you don't need it in your diet. However, if you don't eat meat, there are other vitamins and minerals and things, um, micronutrients. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what my head just did then. Um, that you would be quite good to look into, um, mainly uh, B vitamins, vitamin B12 and vitamin B3, is it? Um, probably good things to get in your diet. On the plus side, you eat lots of fish. And if it's oily fish, then you probably don't need a fish oil supplement. So, you know, give and take, give and take. Um, well, you get some iron from from fish as well but I definitely think actually if you're talking about being fatigued you're so right like I'm glad that you've got the perspective to be like it is probably because my baby doesn't sleep unless I don't sleep not necessarily the diet but you may as well look at both and I would be supplementing with b12 if you don't eat meat mainly because it's not very expensive and it doesn't have any negative side effects yeah I um yeah I, I mean also consider continuing to take iron supplements as part of your daily regimen regime whatever um it is look you will be tired because you've had a new baby and you'll also be tired because I mean there's no denying it I was like a fucking zombie and I was pale like so pale and people would be like are you okay I'd be like no funnily enough I'm not <laughs> um but yeah I mean let us know how the infusion goes and um what your levels start saying thereafter okay good um right sam listening in the gym currently hung over to hell and just pb'd an eight rep deadlift oh wow that's impressive that makes me feel sick training hungover no right okay sam hey both loving feeling stronger again the grad gym workouts are great i had a postpartum pb today with dumbbell chest press with 15 kilograms oh, better wow. than me yeah. <laughs> emma emma's always like chloe fucking come on I'm like I'm weak <laughs> yeah well you had like 10 kilogram dumbbells I was like come on I, know. I think I went up to 14 I don't think I could I um no I definitely couldn't go beyond that that's that's good for I think me you could but not in that circuit that we were doing no that would be quite yeah, yeah. 
Okay, she says, anyway, quick question, re a goal over winter to improve my cycling FTP. What's FTP? I don't know, but I know who FPD is. <laughs> no, I don't know. Let me have a look. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd, I'd like weight training and cycling not to impact each other. I suspect the leg fatigue from one will have an impact on the other. Any wise advice on how best to approach this? Any evidence to say I should do strength training the day before or after cycling, or does it not matter? Just trying to do the most beneficial thing as possible. Time is precious. No, if anything, your strength training will improve your cycling. Why do you think cyclists do strength training? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Just quickly, it's functional threshold power, the average number of watts a rider can sustain mm -hmm. in an hour and is a, a reliable measure of current fitness. Oh, okay. So I know that is critical power or critical speed, but yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually exactly. really interesting, the physiology of that. It's essentially the speed at which you don't accumulate too much lactate to stop you continuing to exercise so yeah probably the most important and like underrated thing that people think about i think people think about vo2 max a lot but actually critical power or critical threshold or or lactate turning point as is often termed is um much more important uh so was the question it was basically around like should she be trained i mean i don't think it really matters if you do your strength training the day before or after cycling and realistically they're probably going to be quite close between anyway aren't they different days for sure yeah and also do what we always say listen to your body what's your biofeedback saying are you having better cycles if you have a rest day before you having better side is it completely non-differential if you do a weightlifting session before if it doesn't make a difference at all um you, you know start out this is what we say to all of you about everything whether it's performance and or physique start out with a plan and then as Emma says I love this we course correct as we go what's working for you what's not working for you um so pay attention to what your body's saying what your sessions are saying what your body's doing um and then we just course correct on route um and this is why also we're like stop trying to like gun for this like I've got eight weeks and it's like this is a process and if we're going to get you in like the best shape possible again whether it's performance or physique or both or health and stay there then we need to learn as we go because all of you are going to be different for different reasons yeah nailed that um anything else on that no I think the only thing I would add about the cycling and I'm not sure if we've already got like programming for this but think about specificity so your body needs to get good at metabolizing lactate so you probably want to be training at least some sessions around that point of like maybe a little bit over sometimes maybe a little bit under or like basically exactly at that threshold point uh okay Claire to answer about vitamin d a cons a consultant dermatologist sent the advice via a letter it's for skin protection from skin cancer uh slightly hard to contact her so might have to ask gp yeah yeah i mean yeah i would get back in touch with the person that recommended it yeah if possible um okay elizabeth i've spent weeks worrying i wasn't getting anywhere then this week i noticed my gym clothes were looser my weight is the same what is this black magic it's called body recomposition <laughs> yep yeah and it's called the fact that the scales don't directly measure fat loss 
I know not like we've said that one before but yeah and there's proof of it so that's great I'm glad that you're seeing results here here anything um Hazel's just saying the advantage of working from home is that I can quote unquote work while I listen to Clemmer and the knowledge bombs the knowledge bombs well I always when people are like I W-F-H I'm like what does that mean and then I'm yeah, like oh, every time and then I'm what? like oh. I don't know what this means oh I get you <laughs> um is that it yeah Emma Lewis hi a while back what do we think about the name Lewis for a girl because I'm really into it oh I've never I don't think I've ever heard that no me neither that's why I like it can you mm. like, like really abstract names people are like why would you call your child that I'm like who's my child <laughs> uh okay Emma Lewis hi a while back I did one of those DNA tests that tells you where you're from based on your genetic profile what is that called like 21 and me or something is that right yeah or there's like a yeah 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 I also purchased a health and fitness add-on, which tells me how well suited my genes are for cardio and strength, etc. My question is, to what extent do genes play a role in muscle gain, strength and body composition in the gen pop? Thank you. Emma, do you want to lead off on this? Yeah, so these are quite like I think they're quite interesting from a sciencey perspective now like broader to that question how much does your genetics play a lot in like especially in the extremes so like yeah you need both responders or like non-responders yeah like you need both if you wanted to be like a bodybuilder like a competitive bodybuilder it's not just hard work it's hard work and good genetics same with like elite level athletes like it's a ton of hard work but it's also you know you need to have the genetics in place as well I do think genetics are overplayed. And I think that you can use that as a bit of a limiting belief of like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not genetically made up to be, I don't know, an NBA player, but like, could I be a lot better at basketball than I am? Yes. You know, you might be like, I'm not, you know, I'm not genetically predisposed to building excessive amounts of muscle mass. So I'll never be a bodybuilder. So there's no point going to the gym. Like, mm, but like, could you be significantly more muscular than you are? Yes. So most of us are nowhere near our genetic potential. So there's that element. These tests are quite interesting. And there was a study done on this that I'm trying to remember the specifics of it, but it was basically about people's perception and expectations and then their corresponding results. And it kind of hammers down like how important mindset is. So there was a group of people that did, um, I think it was like exercise to exhaustion test. And then they were told their genetic results so whether they were predisposed to being good at cardio or bad at cardio. So either whether they had quote unquote good genetics or quote unquote bad genetics. And depending on what they were told, they performed better the next time, right? So if, if um, this one group, the group that were told they had good genetics redid that test, they performed better than the first time they did it. And the group that were told they had bad genetics performed significantly worse. And then they unblind it and they show that actually half of the group that were told they had good genetics didn't have good genetics. Half the group that were told they had bad genetics didn't have bad genetics. And kind of the take home from that is that there might be an influence. And actually we know that there is an influence, but that influence is smaller than what people think. And what influences even more than that is your perception of that influence, right? So yeah. if you're told, you know, this is why I'm not sure how useful it is. Like if someone, 
I don't know, like, let's say, who did we just have asking about? Let's say Sam was told that actually she probably isn't going to be a very good endurance cyclist. Like, that's not particularly helpful information if she wants to be a cyclist and she enjoys doing that and she's making progress. Like, who cares what your genetics say? You can't change them. So in what ways, like, I just wonder sometimes, like, if the information is particularly useful, especially yeah. as we know that it's, I mean, it might be useful the other ways if she, if it was like, oh, do you know what, Sam, you've got the, the perfect genetics to do the Tour de France, then it might be a boost to performance. But yeah, I would be quite careful with how you interpret the results and how much you make it mean to you. Because I think it's interesting. And if you're just seeing it as like, oh, this is quite interesting. By the way, I think I got this done for free once ages ago. And it was like, I think it said I would be good at endurance sport, but not at like, um, at like uh, building muscle or strength particularly. And I'm the complete opposite. I think, but you're, you, do you come from a background of endurance sport? Well, no, but it, no, I was a sprinter and then I forced myself to do rowing, but I only wanted to do rowing because they trained really hard and I was like, oh, I like that. But yeah, no, it wasn't like, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't go for runs and stuff. Like I don't particularly love endurance. I much prefer like strength and power, but I think that's partly like a personality thing. And then you end up getting good at what you're, what you do more and what you enjoy, shockingly. Okay, so I wanted to pick up on this and I just remembered a study that Brad Schoenfeld did, so I'm just reading it now. So, okay, right. So I completely agree with Emma. I think for um, the vast majority, and there is data to back this up, of any kind of athlete, whether you're talking about someone who just likes to run, I don't mean professional athlete, I just mean someone who likes to run, someone who likes to weightlift, et cetera, et cetera. They don't need to worry about this. But as Emma said, there are other sides of the extreme. You get hyper responders, aka like professional athletes, whether you're talking about competitive bodybuilders, whether you're talking about rugby players, boxers, hard work, yes, and genetics are going to get you there. And if you have the two, you're going to you're going to be at that kind of level, that Olympic level. Um, and then there are there are such a thing as non-responders, so people who whose bodies don't adapt to the stimulus they're putting on it, um, who by and large do tend to be women um, in the context, especially of muscle building. So I was just reading this study that Brad Schoenfeld did. So they did uh, a mixture of young, 20 to 35, and old, 60 to 75, males and females. And they did 16 weeks, three sets of eight reps of squat, leg press, leg extension, three times a week. Um, then they were classified as extreme responders, moderate responders, or non-responders based on how much muscle growth they all achieved, specifically in their quadriceps, obviously, from the exercises I've mentioned. Also, I think quadriceps and biceps are the easiest me measurements, aren't they, for them to do? Uh, they found that 25% of lifters were extreme responders, 50% were moderate, and 25% were non-responders. It's important to note that there was only one young male in the non-responder group. So what that is in indicating is that it tends to be older individuals or females who were the non-responders, which goes without saying, because these people genetically will find it harder to gain muscle mass. Um, and then, already, did you say they already exercised? 
that's surprising like 25 percent is way higher than I expected yeah untrained lifters yeah no, no but it's 25 percent. don't forget they had males and females 25 30 and 60 75 there was only one young male in the non-responder groups of that 25 percent. only one of them was a young man um which obviously goes I, you would presume anyway on the other end of the spectrum 43 percent of all the extreme responders were young males so half of the half of the young males were classified as moderate responders and almost half were classified as extreme responders with only one being in the non-responder group um it's just those are just things that you you have to you have to take on board but basically yes and and again they're like not only genes but varying factors like we said male female older younger um also away from this study lifting experience training age and as we keep saying again on the extremes it does happen you get these genetic outliers is what we call them but it's highly likely and it is likely but it's it's also unlikely that more unlikely than likely that you're one of them um you might be but I mean I've definitely had clients before where I've been like wow we've been at this for like six months and and I'm like where's your protein how are you training and I want to get in the, it's really hard when you're an online coach you want to get in the gym with them just make sure you kind of want to follow them for a week and just make sure they're doing everything but you know yeah you've de I've definitely had one or two clients in my what 10 11 years of, of coaching where I'm like oh you're a non-responder and then we have our hyper responders you know with like names flood to the front of my brain already that have been on the EC method and you're like I'm sorry what like yeah. how have you done that in four weeks it's crazy yeah I was just as you were talking about that I was wondering like obviously you could never really tell this but how many like Instagram model whatever's are hyper responders and then when you, you know like and then you think actually are they getting results almost despite what they do not because of what they do and I put myself like that could also be me you know well, they are. I mean especially when they're when they are at that level like, especially that like Olympia level of course they're hyper responders no I don't like I don't even necessarily mean that but I just mean like fitness model like yeah or not even models but just like fitness people because you're obviously like you know people do what they enjoy doing and then I think there definitely is and like this is more broad now like not just exercise hyper responders or like people that respond better to exercise but generally people who like find dieting potentially easier or maybe yeah. Yeah. like double um high risk FTO genes which means they don't have as higher hunger levels and then it's like you're looking up to these people that actually are partly in shape because it's easier for them like genuinely easier and like I, I mean I am probably that person I don't think it's a problem because I acknowledge it and I don't just go off like just do what I say I'm like I understand all these different things that could be going on I understand that some people will have a higher drive to, drive to eat and that it will genuinely be harder for some people I'm not just like do what I do I find it easy you should do it as well but I just worry a little bit that you do like we do put some of these people up on pedestals of like oh I'll just do that and not realizing that it's a lot harder for some people yeah a hundred percent there are a lot of things to take into consideration um but it's a great question and again one of the first one of the first of its mm. kind so well done we love that um Laura's here she just says just wanted to say thank you to everyone for their support today the EC family are the best the best the best I do without you guys that was me getting sucked in <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh.
Oh, stop it. What? It's just it. Um, Sam, do genetics play a role in maintaining physique as well? Is it easier for some people to stay in shape with minimal effort than others? Yeah. And I think it'd be the same, right? You know, if it's easier to build muscle, it's easier to maintain muscle. Yeah. But also, for example, like, say you're predisposed to have like slightly higher testosterone levels. You could kind of assume that, like, for any given amount of exercise you do, you're going to get more of a response in terms of hypertrophy. This is a very simplistic way of thinking about it, but is one example of something that would play a role in how responsive you are to training stimulus. So, yeah, like, it would be easier for you to maintain as well as build. Absolutely. Um, And also, again, other variables come into that like training age like me and emma i said this i think on the last live or the one before before that i found it easier and easier and easier and easier the longer that i've been doing this to maintain my physique and it's because my 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 body recomp is is continuing to to take hold to take shape and also those behave and then you know you talk about psychology and behaviors those behaviors and that psychology around like well if i want to stay in shape i better it's like way more accepted and not like it's not even it's subconscious now like it just is whereas before it was always like a, oh you know it's either on or it's off and so those things play a huge role in, in how easy you find it to maintain and that's why like we said at the beginning of this life like keep going keep going you're gonna get the result you're gonna keep the result but you have to keep going and then these things become subconscious and they just become patterns and habits and easy and like look I'm like I don't even know what am I three kg up from where I was in in July August time. Um, <laughs> my pull ups have gone from five to two. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, but I I only really notice it naked in clothes. I don't really you can't really tell. Like it's just a different kind of thing. Whereas I used to really pendulum, and this will apply to all of you as well. Like keep going and stay on the EC method for a year, two years, however long it takes to to get that that ball rolling continuously. And then I think the other thing is willpower. You need way less of it once you're in exactly what Chloe's saying. Like it becomes a habit, it becomes routine, it becomes part of your life then you're not like forcing yourself to get to the gym. You And even on the days you don't want to go, it's just like, it's so habitual. If I look back and I know you've had like pregnancies and things like, so you, yeah. this probably isn't exactly the same, but I can't remember the last time I went more than a couple of days without exercising, like in my whole adult life, realistically, maybe aside from a few injuries here and there, but it's so ingrained into my life. And that's not like forcing it. It's just and it should be part of everyone's life. And like, they would need to be like preachy about it. Like literally just because you cannot be healthy if you're not consistently exercising. That doesn't mean doing really long workouts, you know, five times a week and spending all your time in the gym. It might be that you love playing netball or it might be that you resistance train twice a week and then go for a long walk or a jog or go and play badminton with your friends, whatever it is, right? But it needs to be consistently in your life, like for everyone, if they want to maintain health. hundred percent. I was having this conversation with someone I know the other day and I was talking about someone they know who just doesn't do any exercise. It's like completely voluntarily sedentary most of the day, most of the week, most for the last X amount of years. And um, he was saying like, it's just, it's impossible that this can go on for much longer without something really big and bad happening to their health and I was like yeah it is it is it's um really important and you know the older you get as well the harder it gets 
to do to do the to implement these new habits so it is really important like the time is now the day is today just go for a walk as and like with your friend or with yourself with your dog with your kid with your whatever just go for a walk you know just you know if you've always if you always kind of you train at home but you're not really that into it why don't you just trial a gym membership for a little bit see if you prefer training at the gym I'll tell you what most people do most people like we just said once they get there they're like oh actually this is all right and then before you know it, it's like your second home gym for me is like my it's my church it's it's where I go to feel strong and yeah it's it's, it's mentally I mean it's yeah it can be life-changing I think some people think, well, I'm not overweight, so it's fine. And yeah. like, you can be a healthy weight, but not particularly healthy because you don't exercise. 100%. Like, and I think we probably, well, no, actually, we definitely look to like how much body fat you're storing is like, that's how healthy you are. Mm. And actually it's way more to do with fitness. And there's a ton of data to build that up. And actually the point about the gym as well, your environment dictates your performance right so if you're surrounded by people where the norm is that people are exercising and they obviously all value it like it actually starts to rub off on you more than what you think yeah and then it makes it way easier like it's so much easier to do the behaviors that are the norm like if you think about this in reverse think how hard it is if you're surrounded by people in like a drinking culture to stop drinking Whereas if nobody drinks anyway, it's like you're the odd one out for doing it. It's just very, it's a hell of a lot easier not to do that. Same with smoking. Like if everybody smokes, it's very easy to just like start that habit. If nobody ever does it, like now, I think it's a lot easier not to, because you're forced into, I mean, everyone can still smoke, but they need to go outside in the pissing rain to do it. So yeah. changing the environment, right? Like if you did the same with like, I don't know, like, yeah, you can eat that third mars bar but you have to go and stand outside in the rain to do it like obviously we would be doing that but just kind of an example of like how much environment dictates your performance like yes it's easy because you're sat at home in front of the tv and you can just reach for something whereas if you put like barriers in place to make it harder that's essentially what people have done with smoking is like i mean there's numerous reasons for this but they have like nudged them into not smoking because they make it harder and harder to smoke in a normal environment yeah and yeah don't do it as much yeah I remember my friend I don't smoke anymore I remember when it was when it was raining though I feel like it sticks to you <clears throat> oh I'm so happy I don't smoke anymore I remember my friend's wedding we were there for like four nights night one like, like half my mates smoke and they're like you want to go for service I was like no no night two I was like no no I don't smoke anymore night three I was like eh, no I shouldn't night four I was like yeah I'll have a cigarette with you and it's so funny that like, you really see it happen and again I haven't smoked in I don't even know how long, a decade more. It's like, it's so funny how you see it. Just, it's like, that's normal where you're going. I love you. I'll come out. <laughs> it's like, okay then. Um, but yeah, it's such a good then point. The same with positive behaviors, right? Like if you've got yeah. a mate who's always going to the gym and they're like, do you want to come to the gym? You're like, no. Then you're like, do you want to come to the gym? Like, nah. And then like the third time they might be like, oh, okay, well, what happens there? Like, what does it, what would that? And then like, maybe like the fourth or fifth time you ask them, they'd probably be like, yeah, actually, no, I do want to come. Or like, do you want to come for a walk? Now I'll just drive there. Okay, fine. Maybe and then you'll be the one. He'll be like, hey, we good. <laughs> yeah. I could not train with anyone. I just, I was talking to one of my friends. So it's so funny, actually. He's, he's just started the gym and he's like, I really hate it when this happens. And it's my gym. And he's like an old friend, so I have to speak anyway. And then this guy was walking around in this vest with like, you know, like the big snake veins and his shoulders and biceps. 
And he was like, God, how do I get arms like that guy? I was like, steroids. <laughs> like, every time you see a vein like that, you go, oh, steroids. <laughs> he was oh. Like, oh. I was like, it's never going to happen, babe. <laughs> uh, I got into the, so yesterday I uh, had a dentist appointment and my mum took me and I got in the car with my mum and there must've been like someone outside, like near us smoking, but I got in the car and she was like, on you wait hang on you just broke up when you told the punchline do it again she said do you have marijuana on you I was like like, no no but I love that she just assumed it was me and not someone like smoking outside what like in the middle of the day on on the Thursday like 2 p.m like yeah I'm really do you know what I thought before I went for my dentist checkup I'll just get high it's going really this so well, I mean there are worse times to do it I um before I went into the gym today there were these two guys outside smoking like the m- biggest spliff I've seen since I was a teenager this there was just like a skunk cloud around them and I was like I like the smell of it from a distance and I was like mm, smells good anyway I just thought they were just hanging out in the car park I mean literally <laughs> 10 minutes later they walked into the weight se- section they start doing bench press I'm like Oh my god! Don't. I'm like I don't think this is a very good idea. But some people yeah, are like some people like I think if you smoke a lot, then you'd be fine. At, like at the gym. Okay, so I follow. I don't know if anyone follows this person. It's Scouse Ma, like Scouse makeup artist, at um on Instagram, like best account ever, right? And yeah, I think it's just memes, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I she, we DM sometimes. She's a fucking G, right? So she posted this the other day. Right, can you see the picture? See the picture. What does it say, though? It says, man is ordered to carry out 75 hours of unpaid work after he deliberately farted at the police during a strip search and asked, how do you like that? <laughs> anyway, I am 99.9% certain that that's my first boyfriend, Ben. No. Who I was with for four years so I put it in my family whatsapp group and I was like is this Ben and they're all like well it looks like him but Ben would never do that and I was like <laughs> what a legend if he did it's it's definitely I, I would reach out to him but I don't want to reach out <laughs> yeah it might open a can of worms yeah anyway right let's finish this up anything else on the live um Martina's just saying you sisters are so motivating. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. that chat about marijuana is so motivating for people. <laughs> What's go get hot? <laughs> I mean, I can't. I think I did an edible a while ago. That was like, well, I can't, I don't know, like a few months ago. Where was I? I don't know. And I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of being, it makes me want to have a shower, brush my teeth and get into bed and fall asleep. I don't like it. Don't you think that's probably good for edibles? Like if you just want to sleep, it might be a good like not. Then I get in bed and I'm like, I, it just doesn't work for me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do for me what it does for everybody else. It yeah. doesn't like mellow, calming. It just, no, it doesn't work for me. It's mm. not my vibe. I'd rather have a glass of wine. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's <laughs> a lot of conversation about drugs. Um, we will be back next week, guys. Just just full disclosure, because last weekend a couple of you were like, 
I think you tagged me on a Friday night or a Saturday morning and then on like Saturday night, Sunday morning, you were like, Chloe, can you get back to me? I'm on my own with Bodhi every weekend, literally like James is in Ibiza, he's in France, he's in wherever the hell he is. I'm on my own with her every weekend. So I do manage to get back to some tags, but I'm not really, really on it. Um, and that's not unintentional. Um, but I am 100% on it the rest of the time, as is Emma, who tends to get back the speed of lightning <laughs> um we'll be back next week with a couple of lives and we hope that you all have a lovely weekend and you stay nice and dry very wet oh it's there's an actual storm here well didn't it, isn't there floods in scotland didn't yeah. i see on the- yeah like and it's right next to where i am it's been fine here. well i mean it's like quite a lot of places shut yesterday yeah you like you weren't meant to go outside well, I woke up in the middle of where I'm in London and I woke up in the middle of the night. I could hear this like in my half dreaming, this like tap, tap, tap. And I was well, like, oh. and then I was like, that must be the heating. And then I was like, no, this is physically near me. So I opened my eyes and because of the baby monitor, like the room's all illuminated. I opened my eyes and immediately saw it, this like big wet patch on the bed. It's like drip 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 and I was like what the fuck like we we've only been in here a year we had the whole house refurb and I looked up and the ceiling was just like this and it's like a old like I guess chimney that's like maybe not maybe it's degraded or degraded eroded (laughs) eroded it's degrading me (laughs) you fucking blonde bitch (laughs) it's like eroded and the water's coming through and I was like this isn't good because this is like a sandwich floor between the top floor and the middle floor and I was like oh my god so yeah, the roofers are coming over this weekend to fix that problem. But yes, it's even it's mental here. It's really wet. Yeah. Okay, stay dry, everyone. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye.